All right, I guess we're Seems on, dude. Seems like it's happening. Yo, it's the beginning of the beginning. Happy to be here. 2179 Dundas Street West. Headquarters. Yeah, luckily no one knows who we are. So. <laughs> and we're going to be gone out of here soon, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Less so, than 30 days. Less than 30 days. We're going in the midst of a global pandemic to Mexico for a month. Then we'll be back for Christmas, New Year's. And then we got one-way tickets to Costa Rica. Yeah. And you're gonna travel from there. Look at how cool we are. <laughs> um, yeah, I was thinking about <laughs> I was thinking about this that this morning how we don't really have a lot of time left. No. And it's like first of all, we don't want to count any chickens before they hatch. No. Because we could show up at the Mexican customs. Yeah. And they say, Yeah, you can't come yeah, in. Yeah, you can't come in. Yeah, you can't come in. Yeah. Anyway, we've got 20 days left here. 20 days. And this dream started a long time ago. And you mentioned in the middle of a global pandemic, and I think that's important because there's a lot of ways to look at this situation. Yeah. Um, lockdown's happening right now. Your gym's closed. Yeah, all the gyms are closed yeah. in Toronto area, so that's disappointing. Yeah, and so I was thinking about, like, there's multiple plausible ways to look at the same situation. Sure. And how we're looking at it is like we're gonna dive into the belly of the beast, yeah, like yeah, go yeah. deeper into it. Yeah. Because like you could, like as an example, we've got some communication skills, so you could say maybe I'm gonna build like an online virtual speaking business. Sure. And I could do that right now. It's like, is that the path? And then what else do you sacrifice if you don't travel? Yeah. Something. So in having conversations with people, we've both run into this where we've told people we're gonna go travel. And they say, have you considered the opportunity cost of not working during this period of time? And you could have a job and you could have experience and get connections and advance your career, your all those kind of things. Make money. Make money. And then I think what seems to be eluding a lot of people's minds when we talk about travel is what about the opportunity cost of not doing what you want? I think the like the real the real pandemic of the human of the human spirit is pushing off things that we want to do. And you see it all the time. And don't yeah. get me wrong, it's not, that's not to say there isn't value and practical utility to delayed gratification. That's super important. But I think there's so many people, and I've done this for sure, like pretty much my whole life, is just pushing things off. And that pushing them off to some indeterminate date that may never even come. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. I think like doing something like global travel yeah. is a big step. Yeah. And so maybe that may not be the most appetizing place to start when you think about the things that you're pushing off. Yeah. I like Way of Superior Man. It's like first chapter. Um, David talks about not putting off like an hour of the thing that you would love to do the most. Yeah. But you're waiting for something fundamental in your life to change yeah. so that one day when things are different, yeah. I'll be able to actually spend the time doing the things that I want to do. Yeah. And so where like the global travel, because we've been talking about it for over a year. Yeah. And so now it seems like the obvious thing. It's like yeah. we finally gotten to this point, but we started with not pushing off those other small things yeah. that we wanted to do. So like bite it off one piece at a time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's been an interesting year to really just pause and reflect and without FOMO, yeah. without FOMO, sure. I think to not have social obligations to stay home on a Saturday night and have nothing planned and also not have any fear of missing out. But upon evaluating that, I realized that I was the creator of the feeling of the fear of missing out. And you don't actually have to feel that way if you don't want to. That's a good point. I think 
for me, if I go out like a couple nights in a row, like as an example, we spent all day with Princey yesterday. Yeah. I came home and like the the mindset that I had the whole time was like, fuck Freestyle Friday, bro. Yeah. <laughs> not because I don't like Freestyle Friday, not because I don't like the people that were there, but yeah. the context that you, like you said, I created the feeling yeah. of, um, you know, we had a long day. My plan was I'm just going to go watch Lord of the Rings. And then like yeah. it all of a sudden this collision happened where there was people over at our house and I felt obligated to be there. And then so I was, I wasn't in either or, mm. which is weird because one foot was on one side of the fence, one foot yeah, was on wobbling. the other side. Yeah, exactly. Wobbling. And uh, I am glad that I came upstairs and hung out with you guys. Yeah. Um, I just bobbed my head a little bit. Y'all even got one. Y'all even yeah. got one bar in. Yeah, we were freestyling last <laughs> night. Had a couple friends. Jonathan's <laughs> killing it. I think he's going to start to be a rapper. Yeah. This is the beginning right here. Yeah. So what do we want to accomplish with this podcast? That's a good question, man. Yeah. I think the uh, we talked about like a C- we built a CPR for the podcast. So it's CPR. CPR. It's like uh, a way of tracking your goals mm-hmm. and so we set some results for what we want to accomplish and in the CPRR is the results it's actually the least important yeah of all of the three elements to this process of setting goals so we had some results yeah I mean I think we're gonna post one a week for the next uh, six months and we'll go from there and I think I think the main I think having any type of expectation around external like anyone liking is like so besides the point they won't i mean we're gonna go travel the, we're gonna go travel <laughs> yo, the world get, as best friends might get pat deloso to listen to the podcast so yeah i think i think we're gonna gonna we're gonna go do what we want to do and then this is just an opportunity and a place for us to kind of document our thoughts and communications and just put that out and uh see what happens yeah it's a it's almost to me like analogous to freestyling yeah because you freestyle rap um like if you were to go like up on a stage and there's a bunch of people watching and you just had to like freestyle dance it's turning the mic on yeah is an opportunity for us to just see what comes out yeah and it's it's like a pressure cooker yeah to need us to be working on our communication skills to need us to be trying to learn to need us to be educating ourselves so we're not talking about the exact same thing every single time Mm -hmm. yeah i mean it's interesting because we're trying to be as casual as possible but there's always going to be that element that there's (laughs) A, a camera on and a microphone for the eight viewers that we <laughs> force feed to our friends our parents but our um what's up kim um <laughs> but it's just kind of goes back to what i was saying before um around fomo it's like we 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 create this artificial distinction when we think a camera's on and we have to put on a mask as opposed to just being and i think this is just a great opportunity to be very congruent in the way that i think it's to some in some capacity speaking communicating reading writing those kind of things are going to be part of what we do in the in the long term from like a life's work perspective Mm -hmm. so just getting the camera on and and practicing just practicing is great great on its own yeah i was in the car two weeks ago with a mutual friend of ours steve richmond and we were like on our way to the lcbo to grab some beers and stuff for a social we were having and this was before the ontario lockdown so no no worries there for anyone that's worried about social distancing (laughs) and in the car i was talking to him about how sometimes not all the time after hanging out with uh, a girl that i'm seeing a woman that i'm seeing like i feel drained energetically like i'm I'm tired Uh, and he says it's because the the mask you're wearing is too heavy we talk about masks a lot where it's like uh, being a three-dimensional man means you're able to wear the mask of like action the mask of empathy the mask of uh, sense of humor yeah. all at the same time and so it's it's interesting because like 
even Alan talks about being a person. It Alan means Watts, w- by the way. Alan Watts, yeah. <laughs> Alan Watts, a great philosopher trying to make... Just our friend, Alan. <laughs> yeah, our buddy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> trying to make uh, Eastern philosophy uh, palatable for the Western... When he died in the 70s? Died in 1973, I think. 1973. Yeah. A great audio on Audible. Ian turned me on to that, and we've listened to it a couple... A few times, it's like 14 hours audio. Um, yeah. You do pick up something new every time. And the yeah. last time I listened to it, he was talking about how he was talking about masks and how the word mask is actually derived from person because mm-hmm. it's persona. We wear a persona. And he was talking about how he's like, if you want to be a genuine person, yeah, you're just a genuine fake because you're always wearing a mask. And so yeah. try to keep it, like you say, I like the, the idea of congruent. Yeah. Yeah. I like, I don't want there to be, I almost, I don't want to aspire to be multi-masked. I want to aspire to put the masks down. I think that's kind of the, the goal. So what, That what, reminds me of like desire and like nirvana. Mm-hmm. Buddhism talks about not desiring and then you realize yeah. that now I desire to not desire. Yeah, Alan, he talks about the, like, the key to happiness or... Hmm, how, how do I phrase this? He says that... All suffering comes from having a desire. Desire to procreate, desire to get this job, desire to eat food, all these kind of things. And having that desire is what creates the suffering. So if you are afraid or if you want to limit suffering, what people do is when they hear that information is they start desiring not to desire. But by desiring not to desire, you are still desiring. So what he says is try to give up desiring as much as you can but do not try to desire less than you desire. So you need to just allow room for there is going to be that piece of desire there and that you can't outthink it. It's just going to be there. And, it's, and if you're desiring not to be there, then you've just, it's like a Chinese finger trap. You're just going further into it. You're just trying to pull away and it's just making it more tight. Yeah. You got to go into it almost in a way or yeah, allow it to be. It's like yesterday we're walking with Princey, we're walking right beside Christy Pitts and you read the article that says the gyms are closed now. Yeah. And it's like instantaneously, like spontaneously, yeah. it sucks. Yeah. It's frustrating. Yeah. And then you can't just like expect not to feel frustrated. Mm-hmm. So how do you, how do you work through that? Cause like you feel the frustration it's there. Yeah. Uh, you had a desire to go to the gym. Obviously you're like, you're like, yeah, I've just started getting some good lifts in and starting to get yep. some momentum. And then now you had an expectation that maybe even t- today you'd be able to go to the gym and then obviously yeah. you can't. Yeah, I mean, you have to you have to feel what you feel. I think you got to I think it just comes back to acceptance. I think all of our frustration and pain comes from resisting what is. And the what is may be that small piece of desire that is there. And if if you're resist resisting that would be the desire that it not to be there and just get rid of it but that's not how how it works. So you just need to allow it to be there and it just comes to accepting and not fighting with it it's it's uncomfortable and as long as you're trying to rid yourself of the uncomfortability then it's just going to persist you just need to live with that little bit of discomfort it's kind of like what you would practice if you were doing meditation which is something that we've both been doing a lot and you you know when you first start meditating and you might have an itch or something and at the beginning you start scratching it but then over time you tell yourself no i'm not going to scratch the itch and then you just allow it to be there. And then when you allow it to be there, it tends to kind of just not, it's not that it necessarily eliminates right away per se, but it dissipates in its intensity and you can kind of just allow it to be there. 
I like that a lot, and it reminds me. It's funny. Yesterday was such a great day, man. Yeah, it was a good day. Yeah, Princey, if you're listening to this podcast, thanks for spending the day with us. Appreciate it. We were walking by. I hope she doesn't mind. I hope this isn't confidential information. We were walking by some rusty bridges. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> and for some reason, Princey's got this aversion yeah. to rusty bridges. Where I remember a couple like months ago, I was walking with her, and she's like, she literally had me like hold on to her so she could close her eyes as we walked <laughs> underneath it. <laughs> and. Uh, and you use the the bridge as an analogy for like yeah. what are the other things you're not facing? Yeah. Can you explain what you meant by that? Yeah. I mean, yeah. So I mean, separated from nothing to do with Princey, really. No, but no. It's just it's it, just fun to pay attention to that phenomena. Yeah. It's just. I mean, if you sit down and you're saying I'm gonna meditate and not do anything else for ten minutes, and you're scratching it then where else is the the necessity to scratch that itch showing up in your life? When you say, I'm going to sit down and do this, or I'm going to hang out with my friends, can you... Yeah, I've noticed myself where I'm actively trying to put my phone away. And like when I'm with people, not be, not be texting. Because it's just... And, and it, it almost opens the floodgates. As soon as you're in a group of people, and <laughs> one person opens their phone, phone <laughs> and everyone's on their phone. And then, yeah... Um, and I think the the key is like no shame for that it's like when you recognize that you were unconscious and you were just doing it based off like automatic routine behavior and then you like catch it yeah, that's the actual meditation. That's yeah, what I was taught. Yeah, at the beginning was like when you realize that you scratch the itch and you're like, oh, I should, you know, then I, you just finally have yeah. that almost that waking up moment. That's yeah. the actual meditation. Yeah, I mean, I think like what people will find themselves is they do meditation for a bit and they're frustrating, and then all of a sudden they have a little clarity of peace, and then they're like, oh my god, I'm pr- doing pretty good at I'm this. I'm enlightened now. <laughs> I'm doing pretty good. Oh wait, no, I'm thinking about doing pretty good and I'm not doing it. Dude. Okay, I got to stop doing that, and then it just becomes this just thinking about thinking about thinking. So it's just about catching yourself before you go too deep down the rabbit hole and then letting it go. Because you can't, what got you, in, you, if overthinking got you into something, more thinking can't get you out. No. It's not doing something as much as it's letting go of and stopping doing something. That's why I like the word arriving. Yeah. Because it's like you arrive in the space. Yeah. And Alan Watts, again, going back to the, the OG um, Alan talks about the fastest way into the meditative state to be arriving where you're at through listening. Mm-hmm. So if you're like, as an example, for someone that was listening to this and they're saying to themselves, you know, maybe does meditation make sense for me? Mm-hmm. And they, they catch themselves scratching, they catch themselves overthinking and in these thought loops, like how, what would be the best way to break back into arriving in the space? Like, is there, do you have any tips for that because you even said to me that listening to my headphones and just listening to songs isn't necessarily yeah it might even be like a cop-out as an example versus being more still and kind of just um being present with myself yeah i mean when you catch yourself you i think there's just a real important element of self-compassion where you can if you're if you catch yourself overthinking and then you criticize yourself for overthinking and then it just perpetuates the problem. So it needs to just be this continual practice and process of self-forgiveness and compassion where you realized, oh, I went down this far on this, I went way too far down this rabbit hole of thought and I've caught myself and now I have to not beat myself up out of wasting the last minute, the last day, the last week thinking about something that I shouldn't have. I need to be like, oh, that happened and let it go and just let it go. Just let it go. Yeah. Yeah. 
And if you zoom out on that, that's a daily practice you could take on. Yeah. And then it's like in my life, where are all the times where I'm like, where I did something, like as an example, just full transparency, like weed is probably one of the, like marijuana is probably one of the most uh, challenging substances that I work around because if I smoke it, when I said I wasn't going to, and then I beat myself up about smoking it, and then I smoke it to feel better and then rationalize on top of that, I'm just going deeper and deeper and deeper into that. Yeah. So it's like I could use meditation potentially as a way. And like, again, marijuana is just an example of a place where I do that. I do that with, I do that all sorts of places. Yeah, for sure. Where I go too deep. Yeah. What do you want to get out of the trip, bro? We're going to go travel for, yeah. so for context, we're going to go... We have one-way tickets in January to Costa Rica, and then our rough plan is to go south, COVID, of course, permitting, then to go to Europe for the summer, and... Fingers crossed Tomorrowland happens. Yeah, we have tickets for Tomorrowland (laughs) 2021, but if not, we'll go the next year, but ideally be in Europe for the summer, and then there is a 30 to 35-day pilgrimage slash hike from the from southern southern France to the coast of Spain called yeah. the Camino de Santiago to bite off here in one go yeah I mean if anyone if anyone has read the alchemist the the main character Santiago is named Santiago. after the Camino de Santiago the writer author Paulo Coelho went on this pilgrimage and then from that inspiration he he then wrote The Alchemist, which is one of the most famous books of all time. I didn't realize how popular. Yeah, like over presidents, over hundred million copies. Yeah, like every every all the major languages in the world, and then yeah, we're gonna actually even follow his path down and go to the pyramids after. Obviously, we understand all of this is COVID permitting, and then ideally we'd go to through the Middle East, India, and then Asia, and then the whole round trip of what we're looking at is about twelve to eighteen months in that in that kind of ballpark so what are you looking to get out of it yeah i think first of all just like caveating the whole thing it's like keep the vision that i that, that i have for for us is like we get to travel yeah. and we get to go abroad and we get to have new experiences and we get to um, spend time doing things we really love doing like reading and writing yeah. and working out and all these things and then being flexible with how it actually goes from a day to, like because like yeah. we described all these places we want to go but it's like who the fuck knows if a country will let us in who the hell knows uh, what the the global situation is going to yeah. be so again like yeah i mean from our, like from our context our context has to be kind of the, our context no has to be no problem no problem like a radical no problem attitude yeah. where no matter what happens we're going to be okay yeah. no matter what like speaker slam which is a public speaking contest that i was just trying to get ready for i had ian and a bunch of other people help me edit just got canceled on tuesday as a result of uh covet and even that is like no a small microcosm of what is we're gonna need to yeah, have gonna as be... a context when we're traveling on this trip yeah which is it's not a problem the odds of like what i what we just said is gonna happen is probably not gonna happen <laughs> let's be honest um, yeah so um a lot, a lot i want to get out of the trip though tons yeah yeah tons uh, i think multifaceted the first time we ever really talked about it seriously was when we came back from electric forest last summer yeah i remember we were we like the summertime if anyone knows the gta area in toronto there's a park called sorora and anyway we were walking yeah. down sorora and we had our tarps off shirts off we were enjoying yeah. walking the sun and we were describing what this trip was going to be like and one of the big things that I was hoping to take away from this experience was to be immersed in a culture to be able to learn a new language mm-hmm. i've talked about language learning for a long time i've 
been on and off with French and Italian before, but it never stuck. And I felt compelled. And we talk about believing in an illusion, an illusion being something that you self-generate that's empowering for you. And then you cling on to that and then move towards it. Yeah. So one of the illusions I created was like, how cool would it be to be in another uh, another country where they speak a different language and I can use that as a tool to yeah. learn Spanish? So South America was the dream and the vision. And it helped because I was doing some salsa lessons and some bachata dancing at the time. Maybe it would have been a different yeah. country or a different language if I wasn't um, pursuing yep. dance at the time. So that's that's one big element for me. True. Yeah. I think that'd be fun, man. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I think the biggest, I think the biggest thing is just like it's gonna be fun. So it's multifaceted. So there's gonna be lots, lots of different things, but ultimately it's gonna be really fun. I think. Fuck yeah. And then, I mean, I think we want to do conversations like this. We want to write and speak and have stories and those kind of things. And when you, we're figuring out. I mean, when we live in one place, you can always go deeper and you can have stories, but. There's we finding a diminishing returns at a certain point where when the same day is just kind of recurring over and over again, and we're basically just throwing ourselves into the fire of this of discomfort. Like it, anyone that would think about doing this, it's not that it's not that we didn't have any reservations about going or doing sure. the trip or anything. Like oh, we just we're just go no problem is like we did think about the opportunity costs and it is scary and it will be uncomfortable and we won't have our nice bed every night and we won't have like we'll a, be able to stand yeah we'll be able to stand our our current place i can't i got a duck to get in my room yeah. but um yeah i mean there's going to be levels of discomfort but just throwing ourselves into the fire and seeing what will come of us i think is a uh, valuable i mean the experiences we're going to have that and overcoming obstacles and dealing with situations is going to be very fruitful i imagine it does come back right to the beginning with you talking about the sacrifices you need to make and people saying yeah. like what about all the sacrifices from a work yeah. career etc perspective and other than right now yeah with virtually no responsibility yeah other than the ones that we decided to take on ourselves, yep. when else are we going to do this? Yep. It's yep. like, are we really going to think yep. it's going to be easier for us to do it? In it'll, it'll, never, it'll never be easier than it is now. And also, we're as I talked about before with this, we want, it, we want to be congruent. And a lot of things that I'm writing about and is talking and what Jonathan writes about and talks about is doing what you actually want to do. And how can... I write and tell other people what to do if I don't even do what I want to do. Sure. So, it, it I know a lot of people are asking me what I like, what's, what I'm, what I'm gonna do after all those. I don't know. Who gives a shit? Who man? gives a shit? Like <laughs> oh, I'm just gonna, right I'm gonna do today. if I do what I want now. I'm gonna do that until I don't want to do it, and then I'll do something else. Yeah. So we're just gonna do what we want to do. Yeah. And I think I think the gap a lot of I think the gap in between what people are doing. And what they'd like to be doing is a lot smaller than what they think it is. So we're gonna go. We're gonna go prove that. Yeah. Well, a big. Uh, we got the book here, vagabonding. Yeah. One of the big things that that book taught me was uh, just some backstory. Yep. Tim Ferriss has a podcast. That's one of the biggest podcasts in the world. Uh, one of his friends is a guy named Rolf Potts, 
who is a vagabonder, which is basically the art of extended travel, long-term travel. Yeah. And one of the big things that I learned when we started talking about this trip was it's not as expensive as you think it would be. No, because you talk to people, uh, most people that they have a job, they get their couple weeks vacation every year. And let's oh, say they book you know, a week or two somewhere and it could be a couple thousand dollars for a week to go on a vacation. So they hear you're gonna go for you know 52 to 70 plus months and they extrapolate a couple thousand dollars over that and they're like, wow, you must be absolutely rich or loaded to do that. You're in such a lucky position. And no. I mean, we're, you know, we'll probably be able to... There is some privilege for sure. Uh, I, I got to acknowledge, like, my, my parents set me up pretty well in terms of, like, good upbringing and things of that yeah. nature. But it's it's those things that led us to the personal development necessary yeah. to want to save money. Yeah. I mean, every, invest money everything... To ev- set us up for this. Everything I've, everything I've learned to, like, set me up to want to do something like this is bought in a book that's like $20 yeah. or something like that or bucks. free information that's accessible online. YouTube. And I think, I mean, I think, I think what's really dangerous is how much it seems like there's such an emphasis on people trying to empower people by telling them that they're victims in, in all time. I think you cannot, it's really hard to feel empowered while also thinking that you're a victim and everything's against you. So that's definitely something that, uh, yeah. I agree. And I think it is an and moment to say, and I can't not acknowledge that I was uh, put in a good position. But the, the, the reason why that's empowering for me yep. is because I have to re-decide basically every day and every moment when I take an action, yep. if they're gonna be in, in alignment with my value system. Yeah. And one of my value systems is I am a rational spender of money. Mm-hmm. I don't need a lot of things yeah. And instead, I'm going to do my best to put future Jonathan in a better position to enjoy yeah. his life. And those are decisions that I made like yeah. four or five years ago before I even moved to Toronto. Yep. And the reason why we live in a basement apartment that's yeah. only $400 per month, and we did that for the last three years, was so we'd be able to set ourselves up for decisions like this. Yeah. Uh, Jim Rohn said, it's not easy to get capital. And so you got to find a way to, to find money and keep yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, I, I hear all that. And I also think that we, in general, we live, we spend as, we spend our money like how we think we're supposed to spend our money. And I think I just saw a thing where it was within, uh, in Toronto, Torontonians under the age of 30 are spending on average 49% of their income on rent. And that, and obviously you can look at like real estate prices and rental prices if you're looking at the general population. But on an individual basis, that's not necessary. And I think we do it and so many people do it is because so many other people are doing it and they think and they just fall in line with what they think is normal. Like, you know, we hear people that are looking for work and they're spending they're <laughs> spending thir- like dollars $1,500 on per month on the rent. Yeah. And it, it just doesn't that doesn't that doesn't make sense to me. And I think. I mean, we all we all do things because we think we're supposed to do it. This just happens to be one area that we made a decision years ago not to not to follow that. But obviously, we have lots of things. Everyone does. Yeah. Um, and you can only start where you're at. So if you're you know if you made those decisions in the past, like you can even keep going down that path if yeah. that's what you want to do, yeah. or you can 
yeah. make a decision to, to yeah. do something different. And As Gary Vaynerchuk it, says, your apartment is probably too nice. Yeah. <laughs> no, let's, like, let's be honest. Yeah. Like people, like Remind your apartment me. is probably, you have, a, you, there's an expectation of this is the quality I should be living at regardless of the consequences to everything else. I deserve it. Yeah. I deserve it. Yeah. And, and you don't nod, but it's like, you can decide at wherever, whatever you want to do, wherever you want to live, and it goes yeah. back to doing things you want. It just yeah. does. It does remind me though of *Sapiens*, uh, a book about human history and about human behavior and psychology. He talks about the reason why everyone wants money is because everyone else yeah. wants money. Yeah. So it's kind of just like I think there's this putting off until later. Like people talk about like saving and then you know, saving money and then so they can travel when they're retired. And like, if you've already gone to the path, like travel when you can, but do you really want to, like, is your ideal to just do something you don't want to do so that when you're like 60 or 65, you can hobble around different places around the world? Like, is that, like, is that the, is that the, the paradise that you're sacrificing for? Yeah, you hear the old cliche, you can only have one of these three things at any given time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Money energy or time yeah they say when you're in young age when you're in when you're young you have time and energy but no money when you're in middle age you have energy and money but no time and when you're old you have time and money and no energy and that is something that circulates a lot it's like says who says who says who like well, I saw that, an, I saw an Instagram post about it once yeah no, I've seen, <laughs> I've seen lo- like I there's just like that, that we've actually like you talk to people and they're like, wait, you're not going to be working for a whole whole year. It's like, no, like who sold you? And by the way, we know why. I mean, the way everything's set up is that people to be productive civilians, citizens, and they're working and they're contributing all those kind of things. But you, like, you actually don't have to. You don't have to always be working. And I think the reason why we we do that is we build our own prison. So. You know, you make X amount of money and then you spend X amount of money on the rent and then you create all your expenses to almost, after savings, whatever, almost to equal what your your income is. And now, if the income's gone, you're done. Yeah. And now you're prisoned to the, the job, which is fine if that's like what you want to be doing, but it isn't necessary. Yeah, that's very common in the sales industry. Like yeah. one person sells a big deal yeah they make a huge commission and then all of a sudden they upgrade their lifestyle to match this kind of this new amount of money that i make every every month every year and then that next big sale that they were expecting to come in doesn't come in i mean now that they're they they basically like you said they build their own prisons yeah and so anyway i you know we just made some some calls we made some calls we're not gonna build our own prisons we're gonna we're gonna have some freedom we're gonna get some capital um charlie uh charlie munger who is Warren Buffett's business partner? Yeah. Always said that the first one hundred thousand is the hardest, yeah. and I had my fucking focus on that since I started working, since I started listening to personal development, since I started knowing who guys like Charlie Munger and, and Warren Buffett were, and yeah. that was really empowering for me. And I, and yeah. I, uh, that was the illusion I created is that first hundred thousand. Yeah. And it actually, Ian's helped me out a lot because. Um, I even kept saying to myself, like, as we were like, we were making money in sales and we weren't spending anything. We were hardly spending anything. The only thing we spent money on was like, we went to Electric Forest and we went to Amsterdam and like we did travel. And like, I was like, okay, now that I'm at a hundred, you know, I'll just, I'll make that next mark. And I'll just, once I get there, then we can start doing the things we want to do. And even I was pushing that off for myself because I, I want to, 
going to be a personal development speaker and I want to support youth mental health education and, yeah. and men's mental health educa- education. But I wasn't pouring all of my time and energy to those things because I felt like I needed to be making a certain amount of money and saving a certain amount of money and hitting this this arbitrary number yeah. in my bank account. Yeah. I, think I read a book by Ray Dinalia. Dalio. Dalio. Principles. Principles. He's the founder of what? T- Bridgewater. T- yeah. Bridgewater. Yeah, Bridgewater. Anyway, makes, some yeah. some investment company. Tony's, anyway, Tony super Robbins successful. Friends. And he he said that once you have enough money, like make the amount of money that you need to do what you want, and then do what you want. Whereas I think so many people are just they ins- they just set the goal to another arbitrary mark on money, and having an amount a number in the account or those like, that isn't that isn't do anything. Like I think there's just this constant, constant pushing off, like del- like almost like a toxic level of delayed gratification. Yeah. Delayed gratification is necessary. Yeah. You need to make plans, and you got to sacrifice. Meal prep. You got to meal prep. <laughs> you got to exercise. You got to do things <laughs> so you can get things later. <laughs> Obviously, there's, that's important. But I think it's it's kind of sad in that w- it's it's just taken over everything where it's just grind, 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 and never never get there, never arrive. Just push it off, and tomorrow night ne- like. Tomorrow never comes. Buddy, nosotros aquí. Yeah, nosotros aquí. We here. We so, here in Spanish. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I, the, that philosophy makes sense to me. We listened to when we were, we actually, so one of the things we were able to do yeah. as a group is we were able to go do a road trip to British Columbia yep. this summer because we weren't working. It never would have been possible. And so, you know, thank God. Or thank the thank me thank you thank yeah, the thank creator you. yeah whatever. thank ourselves for convincing ourselves this is all real anyway I was actually getting to the the audio book we were listening to was busting loose of the money game and part of that uh, we enrolled a friend Mosin and we have a lot of friends that are very like entrepreneurial very yeah. smart very driven they they can make money and this guy Mosin listened to the audio book as well busting loose of the money game and we saw each other last weekend and he was saying to me after he listened to that audio book. He found a quote that talked about this millionaire who said uh, his guru was asking him a question. The question was, you know, do you feel wealthy? Yeah. And he was a millionaire, clearly wealthy guy. And he said, no. And the guy said, why? And he said, because I don't have a private jet. Yeah. And so once I have a private jet, then I'll feel wealthy yeah. and I'll be happy. Yeah. And then Mosin said to me, then the next thing he heard was the guru was asking a, a billionaire, you know, yeah. do you feel wealthy? And the man said, no. Yeah. And he said, why? And the man said, because my private jet only has six seats. Yeah. And so it's just like, yeah, you're yeah, right, it'll you're never, right man. He's like, yeah. it'll never be enough money. Yeah, it's just, it's constant pushing over the horizon. Like when you're in elementary school, let me just get to high school. Yeah. Oh, that's, yeah. A, that's yeah. so important for, for yeah. young people. It's like when, I'm, when they're in elementary school, I can just get to high school. When they're in high school, if I can just, I just got to get to university. And then when you're in university, like, man, I just got to graduate. I just got to get that job. Okay, I gotta find a, I gotta find a, a partner because that's what you're supposed to do. Oh, it's thirty. It's, it's time to, it's time to log. It's uh, based on these time, time structures. And then, I, well, I can't do what I want. I gotta, I gotta get to retirement, so I gotta save. And I, and it's just, and then you get to the end, and you're like, what? Yeah. And <laughs> how'd we get here? <laughs> yeah. And it's like, well, I've, I've made it. I made it. It's like made what? Like it, if the pushing off is scary. I've seen it myself. As you're listening to us right now, in this moment here, yeah, you made it. You made it. You arrived. You're here. Uh, yeah. Like, what do you? I think. I think. I think it might be Plato's dichotomy, but it's making money by doing something that you don't like, so that you can go on living 
which is working, which is doing something that you don't like. So it's and then never getting to what you want. That doesn't where make sense. It, it doesn't make any, it doesn't make any sense. But it's the it seems like the plan of the vast majority of the human population. Yeah, unbeknownst, it's not. And here's the thing: there's nothing wrong with having a goal and having a career and, and setting it up. But is that a conscientious decision? That's a good point. Where you've evaluated and you're like, this is because the, the sacrifices do everything. So what your career, your passion, whatever, that might be the most important thing, and that's great. If that's something you've conscientiously decided, you're like, this is what I'm giving up. This is what I'm doing it. Why am I doing it? Okay, let's go ahead. Yeah. Whereas opposed to just falling into whatever the whatever happens to happen. Yeah, that makes that makes a lot of sense. And then it's even like I made a conscious choice to do this thing at some point, but now yeah, it doesn't serve me anymore. And yeah. now I'm really not enjoying it. Or now I snooze three, four times just to get out of bed so I can go yeah. do that thing that in the past I had decided was important. Yeah, you can always start doing something different. Yeah. So you what know? else? What else are we gonna do on this trip, man? Ooh, what else on the trip? Well, we're gonna keep making the podcast. Yeah, whether y'all listen to it or yeah, not. Yeah, for us at least. <laughs> yeah, Yo, you guys might whether not listen. listen to it or not, Yo, this, this is just so that like this is wh- masturbation. This is, <laughs> <laughs> this is so that when if one of us die, then we can. Yo, we're back. Ian's peeing. The recording stopped, so it was perfect timing for him. One thing that was brought up, I thought was interesting, was. Ian talked about <laughs> Ian talked about like the fact that you don't always need to be working and I think that's important because a lot of the energy that I've expended over the last few years and something that I talked about recently on my podcast with Sam Demma was about like volunteering and how that's that could be a really valuable part of your life for finding meaning for finding yeah. purpose for getting fulfillment so even though we weren't working over the last six months I, I, I had tons of leisure time but I wasn't just sitting around. Yeah. Like I wasn't sitting around like, and like with you, like I, every time I saw you, you were like out the door with your backpack and I'm like, what you up to? You're like, I'm going to the park to read yeah. or I'm going to X to, to work out. And so I, I think that's valuable to bring up. It's like, yeah. it's not just hanging out. Like you still need an illusion, something to believe in. Yeah. You still need something you're working towards and yeah. direction's key. So like over the last uh, couple months when I wasn't working at first, even when we went to BC, you and I were writing a bunch. I was writing the yeah. circle up book. And now it's trying to grow the circle up project. So you mentioned what else we're going to do on this trip. Another big thing that I'm going to do is like we can write a book virtually. We can write a book for Mexico. Like we don't need to be in or, Toronto yeah. to, to do that. And we learn and we make our own curriculum for what we learn instead of going into some post-grad or formal education where you're reading through a book that in general you might find interesting. But instead of looking at what you think is the most interesting and what would be valuable, you're looking for that in which you think is going to be graded that you're going to be graded on and then i think that kind of messes up the what kind of what you're actually paying attention to whereas we can just read as much as we want and we don't get a piece of paper to to validate that in which we've learned but we will actually have internalized and practice what we've learned so i don't see it any difference as you know if someone said they're going back to school and they weren't working for for six months or a year, nobody questions that. Yeah. They're like, okay, that's cool. Yeah. But if you're gonna go learn on your own, then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, that isn't. Oh, red flag. That isn't actual. That isn't like a viable option. And I think it's just breaking out of these molds, and these molds of the way we think we're supposed to live. And once you like get that, 
they're actually not real. Yeah. Like, well, this is what society. People always complain that society makes me do is for. It's like okay, that's if you listen to it. Like yeah. you, nobody's nobody's holding a gun to your head and saying spend over half your income on rent and do a job that you don't want to do and don't put money aside to go do the things that you want to do and then don't go do your things. Yeah, it's what remind Jim. First of all, the the conversation around the education piece. Like if I was to go back to school, Jim yeah. Rohn always said, uh, if you a a formal education will make you live in, yeah, but a personal education will make you a fortune. So I'm thinking the travel, the yeah. global travel, that personal education rather than the formal read the textbook education is gonna yeah. do a lot better for me and that's that's my path, that's yeah. what I've chosen. Uh, I've chosen to listen to Jim on that idea. Yeah. And so that's a- Don't seek security, seek adventure. Yeah. Seek and yeah, so and more, more importantly, <laughs> as you said before, it's like what the fuck else would I rather be doing right now? What else would I rather be doing right now than to go travel with the world with my best friend hang out on beaches and read and write and experience we got a tattoo yeah um what else would i rather do nothing i'm like actually what would you rather do than go travel the world very few things, very few things. i hope i have the faith to hold hold the faith what was the martin luther king quote that uh Bo shared do you remember it yeah this morning fear knocked on the door faith answered there's nobody there <laughs> So keep that. I'm keeping that yeah. faith alive, that hope yeah. alive, that this trip's gonna be uh, something similar to what we thought it was gonna be. Yeah, but I'm, I'm open. I mean, to I think that's onto the. I think all, a lot of our, a lot of our strife comes from having an expectation mm. for the way things should be, and then which your expectation, our expectations of the way things should be. People should treat me like this. I should do this. I should have this, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That is all not real. That is a mental projection that is ruminating inside of your head. It's just a thought. And then when reality doesn't line up with that, as it inevitably will not, there's the suffering. Then, then there's going to be that suffering. Uh, there's going to be it, all of that anxiety is when it li doesn't line up. So what I'm getting at is we get mentally, we get mentally attached, get mentally attached to the way that our ideal for the way things should be. And then when it's not, then we get upset. So if we, but if we think that that's how it's going to go, then we're just setting ourselves up for failure. Yeah. You were you, this summer, earlier this summer, I remember we ended up in Owen Sound hanging up your mom's place and yeah. Kim's place is basically a paradise. And uh, I, you were spending a lot of time reading Marcus Aurelius. Yeah. Did you get anything from stoicism or from Marcus around the, the concept of like acceptance, non-resistance, mm -hmm. letting things come? Yeah, so his whole thing is know thyself and know thy nature, which is to not be resistant and to just be with that and which is within your nature. So picture yourself like an olive at the end of a branch and it's within its nature at the perfect time when it's ripe to fall off. And you want to you want to figure out what that is for you. So I, we're not prophesizing going and traveling the world per Good se. Point. Maybe you don't need to, that. Maybe that isn't for you. But what 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 is in your nature to do, as opposed to being what you're conditioned to do, and then it also comes back to the not putting off, where he says that in which you seek to feel by a circuitous route, you can feel now, if you allow yourself to. And we you, we put all these conditions on our happiness, 
I'll be happy when this. And mm. it could be the smallest thing. It might even be your plans for the day. It might be... Uh, Was that my morning coffee? Yeah, all, all the different... Like, I think just getting to that point where... Unconditional happiness. And that doesn't mean that you're not always happy. It just means non-resistance being one of the things the way things are that's a good point about like the prophesizing because this is actually not a travel podcast like we'll no. be in different destinations in different places yeah. when we do the podcast but the podcast is going to be about you know whatever we're reading talking about thinking about at the time yeah inspiration we've had uh concepts and ideas and philosophies that have impacted our lives and yeah. how we got to where we're at like i would love to talk about investing i would love to talk about fitness i would love to talk about um you know the men's work that we do and community building and things of that nature is there anything else that you want to cover from the show like uh, i know you, you talk a lot about critical thinking you talk a lot yeah. about what's happening in the world you think we'll bring any of that stuff up ah. you, think you think it'll come up dude <laughs> i mean maybe in in like passing it's like there's yeah. no i don't think it makes sense to get um get political on this i podcast. mean i think political i just think politics in general is just like i don't identify with any type of side or party and i think in general we we want to feel like we're a part of a group and then once we figure out this is our team politically then the other teams, not only does the other team just have just a different political opinion, but they're evil and they're mm. wrong. Hate and the other side. Yeah, yeah. They, like just not like thinking. And then RPGs. what we do is every, every group, this is not singling out any single one because it's all of them. Whoever you support politically as an individual, there's this notion that you must think they are this amazing, perfect person, godlike. And then what anyone from a political side, they turn a blind eye to every all the faults that their that their person or party makes, and then they exaggerate the faults of the other side, and then they're and then they complain that the other person and the other group is being intellectually dishonest and unfair, and you'd be right to say that. And they say the same thing about the other side, and they're right too. And I think it's going to rain. Yeah. I, I think because it's raining and this is my laptop and I want to, my, my recording equipment, I want to bring it inside. We'll see what happens. But uh, I think one of the last things that anyone that I want to talk about is about philosophy and in the sense of the direction you take. Because Jim, Jim Rohn, who was a business philosopher, he talked about how having a, a good philosophy about how you look at the world is just setting your sail. So he, he describes it as like, imagine you're a boat and the wind of life is going to blow on everyone. Yeah. Disappointment, failure, tragedy, trauma, it's going to blow on everyone. And the course and the direction you take your life in is just based off of the set of your sail. Yeah. And so if you do a better job setting your sail, you're going to get to where you want to go faster and you're actually going to get there. How did that, if at all, impact some of the decisions that you've made? I mean, like, like one of the, the major cornerstone decisions I see from your life is like you decided to go from uh, living in Aurelia and going to Georgia to yeah. like moving to Guelph. Like that was a big setting of the sale decision. Yeah, I mean, I just, I, I, I mean, I transferred in university when I realized halfway through that it wasn't the program that I wanted to do. Um, but in terms of the... I don't know. In terms of this decision of why we're doing this trip, like I don't, I don't even have a real point of destination specifically. As much as I made the decision of what I wanted to do with my. I'll let you finish your talk. 
it was scary to make a decision where when we stopped working to go get another job uh, in the interim, but then realizing that we we're going to go travel. So I'm not going to go. I'm not going to go work at a company for six months under the guise that I'm planning to work on their long term and then leave. But um, it's scary to go travel the world. But I made a decision based on how I'd like on the decision I would like for myself to have made envisioning myself one day on a rocking chair. So if my set of the sails one day on a rocking chair, a contented old man, I know that the decision I would make in this time would be to go travel the world and not play it safe and stay home. That's for sure. Anything you wanted to get out of this, anything else you wanted to get out of this show? First show? Yo, it's the first one, yo. Yeah, it's the first one. Yeah, it was good. Time, man. Yeah, it's good stuff. Too. <laughs> we got we got the rain. We got what we got. We got, we got, we got the yeah. rain. Yeah, we got the rain. We got what we got, and we didn't get what we didn't get. Yeah. And appreciate anyone that checked this first one out. Yeah, this will be just the beginning. Just the very beginning. We'll, we promise we'll uh, we'll get a little bit better over time. Practice some freestyle rapping. Even me, freestyle rapping. I'm better today than I was. Sure. I don't think uh, freestyle <laughs> rapping is going to be a much part of this. Buddy, I am going to, we're going to rap on the next episode. It's you happening. can do whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, we're rapping on the next episode. So. All right, we'll, we'll wrap it up now. All right, yeah. On God. Thanks for listening and tuning in to that. We haven't decided uh, officially on a name of the show. Two guys, two friends, one podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Ciao. See, peace.